Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. So, Tony, not Tony Danza, what would you like me to check in with your tiny sparrow who is literally on your shoulder about? Yeah, so I'm um, going off to grad school this fall, and I haven't really made up my mind on whether or not I should bring him with me. Mm. We're pretty attached at the hip, but he is close to family members of mine. And the thing I'm most concerned about is just like making sure not only are we quite close, I mean, given his name too, he's a majestic creature. (laughs) (laughs) despite his tiny size and he's used to living in leisure let's put it that way yes and my surroundings might not necessarily be leisurely where I'm going so I want to make sure he's going to be comfortable so I have to ask like how I didn't know that people had pets it's a sparrow right that tiny tiny house sparrow yeah so kind of the backstory there I've had him for about eight years and I was volunteering with my local wildlife rescue when I adopted him actually from another foster parent who suddenly passed away, unfortunately. And there's this sparrow who needed to be taken in. He had a permanent injury that rendered him flightless, so he couldn't be released. And sparrows, house sparrows, are one of the few wild birds that aren't protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So you Mm. don't need any kind of licensure to own one. They're kind of categorized as pests in a lot of areas because they're not native technically even though they've Mm -hmm. been here since the 1850s so that's how I have him and it's you know okay for me to to own him (laughs) yeah I Um, mean I was just like how did he end up on your shoulder but that's that's how because he's a house story and then kind of the other half of the story is that I've always loved animals but once I hit puberty actually I started becoming really allergic to anything with fur so hence kind of like doing the wildlife rescue thing and looking at alternative pets, feathered animals. And he was just the perfect, perfect match. So He's so adorable <laughs> and perfect is a good. So I have to ask another question. I know nothing about sparrows and this is actually going to be my first time talking to one or trying to talk to one. But what is the average lifespan? Eight, eight years seems like a long time. It is a long time. And it's kind of that's a good question. I don't think it's a priority question for a lot of people out there because, mm-hmm. again, they're kind of just pest animals in most people's minds. In the wild, their average lifespan is three to five years. In captivity, it seems like the average is like 12 to 14, with recorded sparrow being as old as 23 years old. So, wow. Like, long may he reign is is my thought. That's amazing. Okay. And are you currently living with family? I am. You are. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. it's not just about taking with me or not. It's like, you could leave him in the house you're in. Correct. He's used to this environment. He's used to people in it. And because he's, I mean, he's just been socialized around humans his whole life. We are his flock. Like that, I know that to be true for him. And I wouldn't want to displace him, even Mm -hmm. though definitely there's a part of me that just wants him as close as possible. 
And you you have referred to him as a house sparrow. That means it's not like you go to the cafe and he comes with you and he hangs out on your shoulder. He stays in the house. It's so it's not like house cat. House sparrow is actually his like common name for for his species. Oh, um, I didn't get that. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> no, I asked. That's a good question, and and it's still more or less true what you're thinking as well. I don't usually take him out. I've taken him out before, like to go to the vet when he first when I first adopted him. He had an infection because of his injury and his attachment. He never he's never tried to get away. I take him outside to get sun, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't go much further than that. Okay. Okay. All right. So you want me to check in with him and what is it that you want me to ask? Like, is it that you want me to ask what he prefers or do you want me to tell him that you're planning on leaving? Like what, what's. Oh, that's hard. Like I do want him to know. I think he has, he should know. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've left before is another point of clarification. I went and and taught English abroad uh, for a year and he stayed here during that time. And from what family has told me, he was he was sad, but also comforted again by the other members of his of his flock. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just want to check in with what his preference would be if there's a way to kind of explain these things to mm-hmm. him. So I'll need a little more information. Is when you go to college, mm-hmm. are you staying in a dorm? Are you renting an apartment? What's it's- your life going to look like? Yeah, it's likely going to be the latter, um, either an apartment or a house uh, with other housemates. And it's a graduate program. I'll be having like a, a TA stipend and things. So I'm not going to be like, you know, absolutely destitute, but it's going to be crowded. I am worried about the climate. He's he's a little bit sensitive to like temperature changes and, mm. and things you don't, like that. You don't live somewhere hot right now. It's toasty, but he like the indoor environment is pretty much consistent yes. year round. Oh, I see. I see. And because you're going to be living with roommates and not family, you're not going to have the same consistency. Right. right. And control over it necessarily. Okay. Will you say his name for me? Yeah. Murdoch. Is that what you call him? A lot of the time I call him my love. <laughs> um, but he's Murdoch. He's Murdy Birdie. He started out as Chirpy. That was his initial name with uh, his first foster parent. But. Okay, I got, I got him. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on for just a moment. It's going to seem like I'm being silent, but I mean, I am going to be silent, but bear <laughs> with me. His way of thinking is so different than what I've experienced before. <laughs> so straight out the gate, I didn't tell him anything. I just checked in with him because I talked to bigger birds, like parrots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about domesticated animals that I've communicated with, which is very different. He's just very different. Like the the constant preening that he's doing, it's like how his mind works. He's like constantly moving and fidgeting and moving and fidgeting in his mind. He's really smart, but it's just everything happens at a different pace. Is his little heart race? Like, is it super fast? His little heart? Yeah. Yeah. He has a, he has a quick heart rate. He's pretty relaxed right now. If he gets too agitated than I can tell. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he has a high heart rate. Yeah. Even when he's resting, just a little chihuahua heart. Straight out the gate then I, I can see that he is very attached to you and he very much does not like a lot of noise, like a lot of unpredictable noise in particular. There's certain kinds of music that really bothers him. Clanking bothers him. He is sensitive, which I also empathize with. I think we have some similar sensitivities, but he hates the sound of vacuums. 
which makes sense. Some things he's fine with. He's fine with the blender, but you're right. He doesn't like clinking. He also doesn't like the sound of like polyester fabric, like backpacks Mm -hmm. and things. He hates that sound. Yeah. You know, when I I kind of like was like tapping in with him and, and getting a sense of like what makes you comfortable, what doesn't make you comfortable. I do think that you're right that a housing situation with a bunch of young college students, probably parties, definitely unpredictable sounds and inconsistent schedule that looks rough on him. Mm-hmm. The inconsistency of your schedule works because of the consistency of your family's schedule. Right. It's two parents and then two other adults. I can't tell if it's you and another human or you plus two humans. It's me and another human, another okay. adult. Yeah. Your parents are really consistent people, eh? Yes. And your other human, your si- it's sibling, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also pretty consistent. Consistent. She's definitely the least attached to him. Not out of any sort of personal ire, but they're not. Sure. But her behavior and her sounds aren't especially jarring for him is what he's Mm -hmm. showing me. Like, it's not like, I mean, I kind of feel like I would drive Murdoch crazy. Like I'm, I'm, (laughs) I have like a million intonations to my voice and I can be really loud all the time and I'll bump into things and that kind of stuff is not what he likes. So the humans in his flock, as you're referring to your family, um, work for him. He doesn't have the same level of intimacy with anyone that he does with you. I'm assuming it's your father that he's second closest to. Is that correct? That's an interesting guess. I would say it's actually my mom. He'll chill out on my dad, like on his shoulder, on his lap for just as long as he's allowed to. But my mom interacts the most with him besides myself. Your dad is more similar to you is what he's showing me. Like your dad's a little bit more quiet and contemplative and like, am I seeing this correctly? This is what he's showing me. That is really interesting. I don't know if I would think about it that way, but I, from his perspective, I can see how that would be true. Yeah. And so he's, he might get more, have more engagement with your mom, but your dad, I think if your dad let him, he would be on your dad like a lot if you weren't <laughs> around. And your dad's confusing as to why he doesn't want him on his shoulder. I think he just like it gets in his head and it like makes him uncomfortable. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's totally correct. Yeah. Which is a shame because Murdoch really does like your dad a lot. Like he's he's just very comfortable with your dad. And he he does feel that you and your dad are very similar. There's something in the way that you hold your bodies that is similar. I mean, I don't have to introduce this question to Murdoch to know you can't realistically take him. I mean, sorry to be so blunt and so quick about it, but taking him to such an unpredictable environment where even your hours are going to be so unpredictable, it would suck for him. But it would also mean that like either you'd be an irresponsible flock member or you would stop yourself from having the social experiences that are like exactly why you go away to college for (laughs) You wouldn't be able to be spontaneous in the particular ways that I think you need more of in your life. It would be hard on him. I mean, it will be hard on him when you leave. But as you said, he has a good home, even without you there. Does he have like a lot of things that he can hang out on? Like, does he have like a jungle gym of sorts? I don't know what the equivalent for birds is, but like, (laughs) does he have a bird jungle gym? He does. He has a pretty swanky little setup, but he's not a parrot in the sense that like his claws, his beak, they don't work the same way and he can't fly. So that's another like mobility factor for Mm. him. 
And it's another thing. I totally see what you're saying. And as far as like trying to be a responsible, yeah, parent or flock member or whatever, like if I have to leave him, how do I leave him in the happiest of circumstances? Because I think a lot of his like exercise and engagement also just comes from me from right you know yeah being on me i i am the jungle gym you are the jungle gym a lot of yeah so there's a couple things i would say i would actually start with the dad because he started with your dad um and that might mean having like gym hours where you train your dad to be better at this does your dad work from home uh he just retired um Mm -hmm. so he's doing yeah more of that he's doing more like and he sits kind of still for hours at a time. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, this is what Murdoch is showing me. This is part of why because your mom's constantly moving. She's not a disruptive mover, but she's doing things all the time. Definitely. I think if your dad could be converted into a Murdoch person a little more, this would fix 100% of your problem, like 95% of your problems. Okay. But he's scared he's going to hurt. Murdoch. He's scared. It just gets in his head that it's a bird. Definitely. He he's not not with people or animals, a very like touchy-feely kind of person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't have the capacity to, you know, feel gentle, tender feelings, but it just doesn't physically emote for him. And I think he does get in his head about he it. He gets really rigid. Yeah. He gets rigid around those kinds of situations. And so I think you would just need to do some training with him. And okay. just be like, this is what it's like. Like you actually can read a book and turn the pages and kind of forget he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not a big deal. But also it's like literally having a bird on your shoulder. It's something really special. And I don't know. I mean, I don't get the sense when I look at your father intuitively that he's going to be like, oh, you talk to an animal communicator. Like, I don't think that's going to really vibe with him. But Murdoch chooses your dad, like, which to me is like, I don't know, it's very motivating, you know? Absolutely. I really appreciate hearing that because I think he's a smart guy. Murdoch, Mm -hmm. I mean. Yes, Murdoch. Yes. yes. (laughs) Murdoch is very smart. And your mom, he's no negative feeling at all towards your mom. But like if you're leaving, the closest replacement to you is your dad Mm -hmm. in terms of like how your body functions and all that kind of stuff. Families in Gaza are in need of your urgent support. Israeli warplanes are bombing Gaza right now, causing death, injury, and trauma. The organization Mecca has staff and local partners in Gaza on the ground and ready to respond to the most urgent needs of children and families. Please give now to provide medical aid, clean water, food, psychological support, and more. Give what you can at MeccaForPeace.org. That's M-E-C-A-F-O-R-P-E-A-C-E dot org. Now, I don't know when he was chirpy, like when he had this other home. I don't know what the setup was. I'm assuming you don't know what it was either. I know a little bit, and it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, he was he was in a very nice cage. I think he clearly there was an effort to take good care of him, but his his autonomy was not respected there. The people who yeah. handed him over to me 
uh, were relatives of of the initial foster parents and showed me how they handled him and how she would handle him. And it was literally just putting on leather gloves and bodily grabbing him so that he couldn't Aww. move. He'd be biting at their fingers. And they didn't mean it unkindly. Right. It was just this like, oh, you know, he's a little skittish animal. This is how you what you do, yeah. which it isn't. And I that continues to be one of his like lines in the sand he does not like hands he loves people he loves being on people Mm -hmm. he does not want to be reached for and I don't right that's great okay well he does have the ability to climb with his feet a little bit correct correct because I do think it is possible that there could be an adjusted jungle gym for him that he doesn't need living with you but if you leave I think could be really good for him. He really likes colors. So he's showing me colors. He's hmm. a big fan of red and of green. Okay. That's good to know because he has strong reactions. And sometimes it seems like he really dislikes really bright visual stimulus. Mm-hmm. And like I put things in his cage before and he just avoids them at all costs. Interesting. He's showing me red and green. I wonder if he's showing me he doesn't like them because he's like, he's showing me colors. He's showing me playing on colors. He doesn't really think of it as playing, but well, that's what it is, right? And he's showing me red and green. Now, let me ask you, did you have something that was red, white, and green? Like a toy in there or like a thing in there? Red, white, and green. I may have at some point. I think the most creative I got with toys was right at the beginning until I realized that he just really preferred being out on people. On your shoulder, and, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing in his in his cage or his area now that's colorful? His perches are kind of like a brick red, and he has one white perch. I'm trying to think of what else. He has a million colors in his food. Again, super mm-hmm. pampered. He gets lots mm-hmm. of fresh food. I'm trying to think of what I This is his shirt. It's a colorful shirt. It's a shirt... I only wear for him. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> so I don't know if it's maybe. No, it, he's he's showing me. It it looks like the shape of a perch, but I don't know if it's a perch or okay. not. Like it's it's something cylindrical and long. And he's showing me red and green. So I don't know if it needs to be like if he's showing me something he once had or if he's showing me just the colors. It's absolutely possible that he's like, don't use these colors or if he is do <laughs> use these colors. I can't. Tell I I thought for sure that he was saying I like these colors, but mm-hmm. like I said, I've never spoken with a sparrow before, a house sparrow before. So I, it's not a straight shot of a communication as I'm, as I've experienced before. Hold on. No, he he's showing me he likes colors, so it might be he likes having access to colors. So I almost wonder if it's like maybe there's like things he could play with and then they could be put away, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I would encourage you to start exploring the world of the house sparrow. Like what <laughs> what products are out there? What other people do like in terms of toys and okay. like things to like stimulate his his thinking? He's so bright that he he does get bored. Mm-hmm. Like if you're when you're gone for periods of time because you go out, he does get bored. He is so smart Um, yeah like that is always striking me and it also makes it difficult to find things I think he would enjoy engaging with because he's not like a dog or even like some cats he's not going to like something I bring up all the time is he doesn't chew on things he's like I know that's inedible I'm not gonna chew on right would he place things kind of like I've seen crows do like Hmm. take things and place them in things yes he does do that 
Yeah. Because that, that I, I am seeing that. And I was like, am I just projecting my my experience on YouTube with crows? Um, <laughs> but but no, that could work. And that might be like something that he arranges by color. Mm, okay. I like that idea. Yeah. He's, I, he's constantly just for fun dunking stuff in his water, like seeing what happens to it. Or I'll take it back out. I'll let it dry out. I'll get it wet again. Like he's just, he's so I like that idea. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing I would say, it's kind of like he's showing me like a mound, like a hill. Mm. For him, it would be a hill mm-hmm. of things that he could walk along kind of climb in, is he yeah. describing something specific that you're aware of <laughs> i mean he likes to do things on laundry too like explore it like terrain that's what i'm talking about okay explore it like <laughs> terrain so when you're thinking about like creating a jungle gym for him it's gonna be like that maybe there's a tunnel and maybe there's not like maybe he can kind of tuck himself in as long as he can't get caught yeah And I don't know if there's existing things that you can buy or if you would have to make them yourself, but you've got several months. So I feel like you could you could do this and kind of like watch for what he really likes. Again, you know, as I'm looking at this, it keeps on showing up in like red, white and green. He really does like a bone white and and he does like green and he keeps on showing me this red and it's like a red red. So Hmm. this may just be for like toys because, you know. You're really asking about like how to engage him. And so this is what he's showing me. Yeah. Does he like plants? He likes eating like cilantro and lettuce. Again, he just has this sort of practicality, pragmatism about him where he's like, right. if this isn't for me to eat, I know it's, you know, why why mess with it? So he's not like having some sort of instinct to like perch in a tree or something like that. Not really. Even when like the Christmas tree is up and he's out, he has no interest in it. Um, Mm -hmm. The bone white was interesting. He does have a cuddle bone, which, which parrots sometimes have too. It's for like sharpening their beaks and also Mm. providing calcium. He likes that. He does play with his food. Like I've said before, like with lettuce and cilantro, the whole dunking thing. He likes apples. That might also be the red. I'm, I'm interesting. Kind of, yeah. When you mentioned the cuddle bone, <laughs> yeah, he loves that. And I feel like if there was a couple of them in various spots, that would mm. be good because he kind of like happens upon it and he's like, oh, this. And so he prefers to have it in lot like lots of spots. Mm. Um, I wonder if also. Have you ever tried spraying his food with water? So the the food he's eating is a little more wet. Because if you think about it in nature, like it would rain on food for him. Yeah. Yeah. I would also maybe play with that and see how he does. Like that might be asking your family a step too much. Like spritz his food. But, (laughs) But it might be interesting to see if that's part of why he's dunking his food. I do think he will be sad when you're gone. And I also don't see him being attached like a dog would be. Or like a human would be. And you can't like video chat with your bird. That's not a thing. I just want to get ahead of that. So you you might want to see him, you know, and make your mom show you him, but he's not going to register that. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. I've yeah. tried. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, so you know. yeah. yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It's he doesn't like the sound of like a speakerphone. It, it's like, again, it's a little tinkly for his ears. I mean, the thing you can do to maintain your relationship is to just come home. I you know, I'm sorry. It's a little sad, but he he's really healthy. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, worry, 
constantly because avian vets period are hard to come by and then the ones that do exist are pretty exclusively for parrots Mm. um and the one time he had an infection like luckily amoxicillin knocked it out but i i worry about him all the time and knowing that he has yeah mobility issue and yeah thank you he he feels that he's very healthy he does not feel like an old bird so to hear that like out in the world he would be likely gone by now three years ago yeah i mean he doesn't feel like an old bird at all he feels like you know like a 30 year old in human years like an adult you know mm-hmm. not we're not worried about a 30 year old i don't remember if you said where you live but you run the heat in the house eh? during the winter yeah he's not a fan of the heat so wherever his his cage or his like play spots land should not be directly in the way of the heater vent mm-hmm. even though he likes warmth he isn't like the way the heat comes out is what he's showing hmm. me. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I mean, he's got nothing else that he wants to say about this. It's just he understands that you might go. More than anything, he understands he doesn't want to go where you're going. Okay, that's yeah. clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, your dad. He's like, in a way, the most <laughs> unexpected part of this conversation is he's the one to work on. Yeah. Um, he's really still. Yeah, he is. Yeah, your tiny house sparrow really, really likes his stillness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like your dad should be told that being chosen by a bird is a fucking privilege. Absolutely. Honor that privilege, dad. It's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Do you sleep with him? With Murdoch? Yeah. We take naps together. He uh, loves I'm... it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad. I love it, too. He loves it. It's such a sweet thing to him. He Aww. loves it. It's like roosting, I think, is, is you know, that, like, again, that bird instinct. I never, like, sleep through the night. I would be terrified. He's so small. Yes. Um, but, like, sleeping upright, dozing off, we do, yeah, we nap. He loves it. And no one else will sleep with him. Mm-mm. That's for sure. And so, again, you know, see if there's anything that, like, can replicate roosting for him. You know, something snuggly. Yeah. 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 That could really do it. I had this cage heater for him. It, like, barely gives off any heat. It's more like a hot water bottle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something, again, designed for parrots. He didn't really like it, I suspect, because it was... It was hard. It was rigid. and It was textural. It was the texture. It would Mm -hmm. have to be smoogy like i don't know it's not a word but like like kind of like a really soft stress ball mm. is what he wants like something that's tempurpedic you know it adjusts to the body i wonder if that's totally. even like a little thing like a little like memory foam style thing yeah. i don't i almost wonder and i don't know anything about anything but i almost wonder if like bunny toys would work Hmm, that's also a good idea. Yeah, because he's just, he's a little bit of an enigma. Yeah, he's, he's, he likes to snuggle. Like, yeah. think about the things he does when he's being really tender mm-hmm. and he really calms down in those moments and try to find things that kind of replicate that. Yeah, I wonder if bunny toys would work because they're on the ground, they're soft, they're not about being bitten or eaten right. or anything like that. Right. I mean, he likes his food. Your parents will keep up the food. Yeah, my, my mom is pretty, <laughs> um, she always checks in with him, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he really, 
he's he's got a good life and i imagine he'll live i mean unless something happens like he's like i said he's very healthy so i think finding more ways for him to be like independent like comfortable and happy independently is is going to be good for everyone you Mm. know but if your dad can get into him i think it'll be good for your dad too to be honest oh man you're so right (laughs) yeah yeah he needs he needs somebody that's like his guy you know Mm -hmm. um i kind of think it's gonna work i mean i don't know i'm not really looking at your dad i'm looking at murdoch but murdoch really thinks it's gonna work Okay. Well, like yeah. I said, I, I trust his insight. So I yeah. will work on him on my end. Work on yeah, my work on your dad on your end. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, I think I think that's what Murdoch want, wanted you to know. Okay. Do you have any other questions? I mean, again, this has been really reassuring. I think ultimately I was, I was leaning a similar direction, just that it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be to his you know best health and wellness to be taken along for the ride with me yeah. but at the same time selfishly he is my best friend <laughs> i know and I... it's gonna be hard but i appreciate so much the insight into kind of what he's thinking what he likes that he's healthy that's a yeah. huge weight off of my yeah. yes. mind the only other thing you could do is make the commitment to when you move live alone or live with only one other person and find a situation and you'd have to socialize less than is best for you. Like I just, as an animal lover, I think to myself, okay, yeah, make the change. Like, you know, take, take the bird with you everywhere you go. (laughs) Um, But as a person, person, I'm like, well, this is like a rite of passage and you need Mm. to give yourself the space to have it. The other thing is just, and it's not even, I know it's probably not that important to him. He's not, we're attached. That much I know, but he also is a wild animal. So domesticity isn't really his thing, but it's important to me to be able to tell him that I love him Mm. uh, and to be able to do that from a distance if possible. I mean, do you have any tips on, on how to put that out there in a way that he feels? I mean, animals are a lot less complicated than we are in that we are liars and they are not. You know, I say I miss you, but I'm not really thinking about you or whatever, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. a thing that humans do. Animals communicate through pictures. So hmm. if you feel how much you love him and you really focus on him and sending him that love, how it feels whether you're a visual processor or an audible processor, like however you process that, he'll hear it. And it's not going to replace being there. there, I mean, I don't want to be idealistic about that. But it is communication, and you can do that with him. He will be aware of it, and I think that will help. Like I said, it's not like the same. You know, when you went away for a year, you came back and he remembered you. There wasn't like a confusion there. Mm -hmm. He's He has a relationship with you, and that's not going to end because you've left. And also you're going to have to work on your guilt because right now you risk really just sending him your guilt. Okay. Don't that's, do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's real. So yeah. I, I hear yeah. that. Yeah. To him, it's like a burdensome emotion. Like he's just like, I don't know what to do with this feeling. Like this is not <laughs> totally. a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and the way to work on your guilt is to own that you're making a choice and you're making the best choice you can in the situation that you're in. And you also really love him and you're not making this mm-hmm. choice actually because of him. Your mm-hmm. life has to be a little bit bigger in this particular way. And 
This is the complexity of having animals. And in particular, you have a bird who could live 10 more years, my God, or something like, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's like an undetermined (laughs) lifespan. And so you're going to have to make choices. And if you get to a place where your life feels grounded Mm -hmm. and stable, you can drive your little butt up there, put them on your shoulder and drive back, you know, and, (laughs) and, and you just, but you can't make that call yet because that's not what your life has got to be now. Yeah. You're as always. (laughs) So correct. Thank you. Um, Yeah. But that is my, my hopeful intent is to, to eventually hopefully sooner rather than later within the next several years, find a place where I know for sure that he'll be comfortable and then just to come grab him. I think but that's yeah. doable for you. And I also think it's possible. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing things from Murdoch's, Murdoch's perspective, but I also think it's possible that he'll develop a relationship with your dad where that would be hard to do. Hmm. I I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I, yeah. I just I genuinely want him to be happy. So, yeah, if, you know, if there's a way to make that happen. Awesome. I, I agree. Like it, it would be so good for both of them to have each other. <laughs> and yeah. I just also don't think that your dad regards Murdoch as as a boy. But if he did, that would help your dad. Oh my gosh, it's so funny you say that. He regularly calls him she, even yeah. though he knows. Like, there's something in his mind. Where it's, it's because like... Murdoch is small and delicate, and your dad is a particular kind of man. Oh, so, tell me yeah, I, I don't have to. I was being very <laughs> delicate. I almost was rude, but I was delicate, which is uncharacteristic. But if you really just affirm, like, Murdoch's a guy. Like yeah. you, you have to like connect with this guy. You're the only right. guys in the house. Right. Hang out with your bro. Yeah. That's a good spin for your dad. Okay. Got it. Yeah. You may want to do some Googling and come out with some like facts about boy birds yeah. um, because your dad is, <laughs> don't let him listen to this, but he is that simple yes. um, and it will work on him. Okay. Got you it. You got to work with what you got. You oh, know what I mean? Holy. <laughs> yes. I appreciate the strategy. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. So you have a lot of homework from this. Yeah. Um, it's what I wanted. Good. Your bird is so beautiful. Murdoch is just gorgeous and weird and lovely. <laughs> he is. I love that you can see that. You have <laughs> yeah. all of those things. Yeah. He's a, he's a real little weirdo. And he's really like, I don't know. He's just so thoughtful and, and weird. I really like him. Thanks for letting me meet him and Thank you. do this with you. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Every year they say the end.